0: This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kayabarum. You can visit us at www.lwkayabarum.com So tonight as we come around God's Word, which is also really good, we're going to just talk about growing like a leafy tree. And first of all, today we're going to look at the very first psalm in the book of Psalms. We're going to look at some verses in Psalm 1 to 3, in Psalm 1, and our first point is planted. By the way, I really like the leafy trees up the back on our blackboard to just go along with our grow and sow theme that we've got going at the moment, so yeah, they look fantastic. And I'm just preaching about leafy trees tonight and we've got a nice leafy tree up the back. Well, multiple leafy trees up the back in different stages of growth for those who can't see the blackboard. So I must have known something. But anyway, Psalm 1 and verses 1 to 3 says, O the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. I'll just read verse 3 again. It says that they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. I really like that picture of a strong and and leafy and healthy tree there and i thought you might like to just help with that picture tonight by standing up where you are and acting like a tree just to help me out you've you've all watched play school at some stage you've all been to kinder or been to primary school and and you've, you you know how to act like a tree now Think about it while you're acting like a tree. You're planted by the riverbank. You're bearing fruit each season. You don't have leaves that are withering. You're prospering. You're You're a healthy, leafy, growing tree. And when the sun shines, you're like, yeah, this is good. This is nice. And when the rain falls, you're like, yeah, this is good. This rain is really, oh, it's so refreshing. And when the wind blows... You're like, you're flexible. You're not falling up because you're, you're you're a strong and healthy tree, Damo. You're prospering and so the wind is maybe bending you a bit but you're still planted firm. And when the hail comes, you're going, ouch, ouch, but... the hail comes and your leaves are stripped bare, they grow back again because you are a growing leafy tree and you are planted in the word of God, in relationship with God, so you're healthy, strong, straight secure and you're doing a great job. Now you can sit down or you can stay standing for just a bit longer because if you sit down now you might have to stand again there's a, there's a similar passage in Jeremiah 17. Well, you might want to sit down and pick up your Bible. Jeremiah 17, verses 5 to 8. And in that passage, it says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. Verse 7 goes on to say, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Okay, what a contrast there. So does anyone want to give me their impression of a stunted shrub in the desert? That's that's pretty sad and, and pathetic there. I like that. Yeah, so a stunted shrub in the desert, like, yeah, compared to the the tree, the healthy tree, like there's something kind of inward and, and trying to, defend itself among the stunted shrub there's no hope like it's like along comes the wind and and Damo gave us kind of a demonstration of what happens to the stunted shrub just before one puff of wind and over it goes so what a contrast between being planted outside of the word of God outside of relationship with God compared to being planted in the soil of God's presence and his word and relationship with him. How about you? But I want to grow like a leafy tree. I want to grow like a stunted shrub. I want to grow like a leafy tree. And how how do we do that? The first thing or the the very very vital thing that has to happen before we can be planted And grow like a healthy leafy tree is we have to be transplanted first. And so that's point two tonight, if you're taking notes. We need to be transplanted like a woman in the Bible called Rahab and her family. And we read a bit of Rahab's backstory in Joshua chapter two, and we'll look at some verses there, and then we'll look on into Joshua chapter six for a bit more of. Her story. So pretty much Joshua chapter two, we find that God's chosen people, the people of Israel, are camped by the Jordan River and they're about to cross the river and take the promised land that God has been saying and promising and bringing them towards for some time and some generations. It's been an ongoing promise. They're about to go in. And so the leader of the Israelites, Joshua, asks a couple of guys to just go across the river and go and scout the land out, especially around Jericho because it's the first big city that they're going to come to. So this land has lots of different people groups in it. There's going to be conflict. But God has said, you're going to go in, you're going to take the land. This is God's promise. So these guys, they go, do what Joshua's asked, and they go into the city of Jericho, which had big walls around it, big enough kind of walls that people lived in those walls, like we're talking about big walls, very wide walls. And one of those people was someone called Rahab. She was a prostitute, and the two guys who went to spy actually ended up at her house in the wall of the city of Jericho and they stayed the night there on their scouting mission and unfortunately for them, someone leaked the fact that they were in town to the king of Jericho. So he wasn't happy about that and he was out to get them. So Rahab, for um, the reason that I think is spelled out in the verses to come, she actually hid them. She hid the men. She lied on their behalf and said, oh, I don't know, they were at my house, but they have gone. I think they went that way. And so she put um, the people who were after them off the scent and pretty much hid them, covered for them, and saved their lives. And she said in um, verse 9 of Joshua 2, she said, To these men. She said, I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. No one has the courage to fight Oh, this is verse eleven now. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things about what God has done in the past for them, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Jericho had heard word had gone on ahead of the people of Israel as to what God had done for them over the years that he was a mighty God that he would be fighting on their behalf and that pretty much um, they didn't stand a chance so she believed this she believed that without really knowing much about God that he was great he was mighty that he was the supreme God of heaven and earth so in her wisdom she did a deal to save her family, and she said, I won't tell on you if you save me and my family when when your army comes against my city. So we read in verses 17 to 18 of chapter 2 that the men responded to her deal and said, We will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land you must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down and all your family members, your father, mother, brothers and all your relatives must be here inside the house. Now we're going to look at Joshua chapter 6 and verse 17 if you want to flick over there. So Rahab at this point understands that God is great And she doesn't really know that much more about him, but she wants to save her life. She wants to have a a chance at a future. So she does a deal, and Joshua 6.17 says, "'Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed "'as an offering to the Lord. "'Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house "'will be spared, for she protected our spies.'" And then down in verse 22, it says, Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out, along with all her family. The men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all the other relatives who were with her. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. Then the Israelites burned the town and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies Joshua sent to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. What a change for Rahab's life she was transplanted from a city that was doomed her whole life just had doom for destruction stamped upon it and she was transplanted into life into the family of god into the chosen people of god what a contrast what a transplant happened in her life and More than that, she was transplanted into Jesus' family tree. You can read the lineage of Jesus, all that list of names at the start of Matthew chapter 1, at the start of the New Testament, and you're like, I thought we started the New Testament with the Christmas story. What's all this list of names? But those names show the generations, and it lists the names of all the fathers down the generations, to Jesus. And it mentions, just here and there, it mentions who the mother was. And Rahab, who wasn't even born of the people of Israel, Rahab, who was transplanted in by the grace of God, she gets her name in the family tree of Jesus. Like, what an amazing transplant in her life. And she's also mentioned in James chapter 2 verses 24 to 26 as an example of people who put actions to their faith. It mentions there that her actions showed that she actually had faith in God because she hid those spies and protected their lives. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 she also gets mentioned there and Hebrews 11 is often headlined as the heroes of the faith or something along those lines, people who lived and had their story in the Bible and were known for their faith. And verse 31 says, "'It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed "'with the people in her city who refused to obey God, "'for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies.'" So, what a transplant, what a turnaround, what a contrast in her story. And her story is so encouraging for every one of us. It encourages us that we don't just stumble into being planted in the kingdom of God by chance. We are chosen by God, we are transplanted by his power, by his calling, by his choosing, by his design and not only that god goes to great lengths to transport and transplant us into new life in him he went to great lengths for her like i kind of read that story did the those two spies really have to go into the city did they really have to go there did they really have to encounter her why did they go to her house and not someone else's house etc there was all kinds of pieces had to fit together for her to be transplanted. God went to great lengths to see her transplanted and growing as a healthy tree in his kingdom. And God, on our behalf, sacrificed Jesus. He wove the fabric of our life and our story through our family history to our place in history today where he has called us or is calling us to be planted, to be transplanted by his grace, by the power of Jesus' sacrifice for us into a life where we can be planted into life, planted into hope, planted into freedom, planted into the family of God. For Rahab, the contrast was unthinkable. Like, it was so black and white for her. The Israelites were right there on the border. They were about to come. There was kind of, there was not going to be any other way to escape dis- destruction. And sometimes in our Western world, in our life, we feel like maybe there's another way or there's there's time, there's extra time. But really our situation is no different to Rahab's. We need to respond to God's call. We need to respond to his invitation to become transplanted, we need to call on the mercy of Jesus as Rahab called on those spies to be merciful to her and and save her and make that way for her to have life. so we have to be transplanted before we are planted before we can become those healthy, leafy trees. Number three tonight. Is that once we've been transplanted, once we're trans once we're planted, we can become or we will become fruitful and prosperous beyond our imagining. Those verses that we read in in both Psalm one and Jeremiah paint that picture of a healthy tree that doesn't wither, that bears fruit season by season, like there's a longevity there, not not just a short season and then and the tree dies, but it's a long, long-term thing that God plants us, but he also tends us. He's our gardener as well as the one that we're planted in. He's the orchardist who comes along and makes sure that we're well, that we're not alone, that he is looking after us. It talks there about, Where we're planted, it's by the river, the river of living water, the river of the Holy Spirit's flow, the river of God's presence, the river of life and everything that we might need. Being planted by the river is enough. The history of farming, farmers have practiced crop rotation in their paddocks because different crops do different things to the soil and so one crop might deplete the soil of nitrogen where a different type of crop might add nitrogen back into the soil and you're only going to keep getting healthy crops if you have healthy soil. So crop rotation seems like a good idea for farmers and up until recently and even now that is practiced but Then fertilizer became invented and it was able to kind of do away with the need so much for rotating crops because fertilizer was able to add back into the soil what was missing. You can test your soil and you can go, it's missing. These things, I can get the right chemical and I can treat my soil and I can grow better crops as a result, I can grow a better garden. I can make that happen by adding stuff to the soil that's there. But when we're planted in God, we don't need to add stuff. Being planted in Him is enough. Sometimes we feel like we need to add additional things. We might look at our fruit and and look at our life and our fruit, and we might feel like. There's not a lot happening, so we might go elsewhere and seek other things that we can add into our life to produce that fruit. As we read at the beginning in Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17, it talks about people who aren't planted as being ones who follow the advice of the wicked or put their trust in humans rely on human strength, turn their hearts away from God. But we don't need to do that when we're planted in the soil of God, in the soil, the life-giving soil that we find in him. There is nothing that we need to add. There are things around our life that are good tools that we can use in our life. Education is a good tool, but it won't make fruit grow. It's being planted in God that makes fruit be produced in our life. We can seek good counsel to help us with situations but unless that counsel is based in the word of God, then it's not going to help us bear fruit. Being planted by the river is enough. In contrast, those verses In Psalm and Jeremiah, talk about delighting ourselves in the law of the Lord, meditating on His word, trusting in the Lord, and making Him our hope, our confidence. To me, that's a real picture of growing our roots deep into God's truth, into His love that we might know more about him, that we might know more of his truth, more of his love. We might experience that in our life in a greater way. So producing fruit, being prosperous in our life, those green leaves, that lushness, don't need more than being planted by the river. But as we're planted there, we can keep pushing deeper There's more growth for us to, or for any kind of plant to grow more above the ground. There's more growing that goes down under the ground. And often the growth under the ground is greater even than what's above the ground. And the growth below the ground has to happen before the growth above the ground is seen. Else that root system isn't going to support what's above and there will be a a result, a consequence when the wind does blow or when the sun does shine too hot. The roots won't be down deep enough. They won't be down drawing enough water from the river. So it's important to keep pushing deeper. And for Rahab and her family, as they were transplanted from a life that was doomed to destruction and planted into the family of God, there was possibly a temptation to focus on the fact that really they were foreigners and maybe there was a temptation to doubt whether they really belonged and whether they really had the right to put their roots down deep. Like God's people who were so familiar with his law, it seemed, were so familiar with him and his ways, so familiar with the promises that he had given They could have had that temptation, they could have had those doubts, they could have compared themselves with those around us, with those around them. They could have felt that they weren't right to commit to sending their roots deep. In the kingdom of God, we are either planted or we're not. There's kind of no, no halfway. And so it's important that we Make that call as to whether we are going to keep on pushing our roots deeper, that we are going to just keep on pressing in, pressing down, drawing from God, because we can't just claim and look on the surface like we are planted. We've got to keep on pushing deeper, got to believe in the power of God's planting work in our life. We've got to keep pressing down when those doubts make us question whether we should press down or not. We've got to keep pressing in when those comparisons go, I'm not sure that I belong here. We've got to keep pressing in. It's a long-term, season-by-season process it's important that in every season that we continue to push deeper. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's like I don't know that our roots—we kind of get our our roots in a bit of a tangle. We get a bit of a, a knot in there, and and it feels like it's too hard to keep pushing down. But we just need to—we need to get in the Word of God. We need to get in His presence and allow him to do that untangling. We need to apply his truth to those areas where we feel there's naughtiness, where we feel there's a tangle. We, we acted it out before, the tree with its branches spread high and wide, and that's the picture of a tree that's planted by the river. It's a picture of our lives planted by the river that We're not trying to protect ourselves. We're not trying to keep small because we believe that we lack. Something else that Rahab could have struggled with as well, that her past, even though she'd been transplanted from that life into a new life, it was that past that might have come back. There might have been those accusations of where she'd been what she'd done in the past that were those voices condemning her. There might have been people around her even who wanted to discourage her and talk about where she'd come from and what she lacked because of her past. And when we feel that way, it's like we, we are going to not look like a tree that has its branches spread wide, spread high. We are going to Be kind of trying to protect ourselves we're going to be looking inward rather than trusting God in that scenario the smallness in our life is nothing to do with the condition of the soil it's to do with just those strongholds that we need to overcome when we see trees in the natural they don't respond in smallness When they're planted in good soil. So we need to be encouraged by those natural trees that God has everything for us that we need to overcome any smallness, any condemnation about our past, any feeling of lack in our lives, because He makes up for that. He provides as we press down into Him. When we think about trees, they're created to grow tall. They're created to spread their branches wide, to provide shade for others, to bear fruit. We do that too when we have our faith in God's own faithfulness, his provision from where we're planted. It doesn't matter if we feel in ourselves that we aren't enough. When we spread our branches wide and high, I see that as a picture of praise And when we're praising God, we're not thinking about ourselves, we're not thinking about lack. We're lifting our hands in praise. I see spreading the branches of a tree high and wide as victory. Like when we're when we're excited about a victory, we kind of we've got our hands up, like we've won. And in God we have victory. There is victory coming for us eternally. We belong to the king of the kingdom that overcomes. There is victory for us. And in the here and now, sometimes there is some kind of battle going on. We don't actually grasp some of those smaller victories in the moment, but with our hands raised, believing for victory, those victories are ours We need to keep that kind of stance. We need to know that we are planted, that victory is ours. We need to keep believing for that victory, even when we don't see it right in this very moment. I see branches spread wide and high as generosity as well. God is our provider. He gives us everything we need That picture of being closed in and kind of contracting rather than growing because we're looking at areas where we feel we lack, that's the opposite of what we need to be when we're planted in his soil, when we're planted by the river where there is life, where he has given us everything we need. We can open our lives wide. We can be generous in our lives in every area, not just talking about financial generosity, but every area of life. In our caring for others, just that, that wideness, that broadness, that generosity. Zoom out from that picture of us as just a tree and we look at God's big family tree of which we were a part. It's kind of like In God's big family tree, we might just be one little leaf, but we're still connected in there, connected to where we need to be. And, oh, that leaf over there is Rahab, and she's in that same family tree. She's been transplanted as we have. And it's a very big tree because it goes back a lot of generations. But we see that it goes on, that there's... Leaves right across that tree that is the kingdom of God. As we zoom out and look at that bigger picture, there's leaves there. They're all thriving. They're all growing. They're all being sustained from the source that is the river of God. There's generations of others there who share that same faith and hope that also grew deep and strong, enduring and fruitful. So as we finish tonight, let's just look back at the fact that Rahab's transplant because of a scarlet cord that was hung out a window. And for us, the blood of Jesus is our scarlet cord. The blood of Jesus that was shed for us is the only way that we know that transplanting from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from a prospect of destruction to a prospect of life to the full here and eternal life with God, with everything that's good and wonderful forever. So tonight will be the time that you need to respond to God's call to be transplanted from the life that you have been living and into the life-giving soil that is only found in him. It's only by the grace of God that that happens. It was really only by God's grace that Rahab and her family were saved. It's only by the grace of God that any of us in this place have come to know the love of God and the fact that he has a purpose for us that's not to do with destruction but it's to do with life. It's to do with knowing his love. It's to do with growing like a leafy tree in his kingdom that we can point to him, that we can live tall and straight and secure, that we can be a tree that provides shade for others so I'd just like you to stand as we pray tonight. i just like you to take a moment and just open your heart to God in a moment of response, in a time of just reflecting on your life and, and how you're growing. Do you picture yourself as a green leafy tree? Do you picture yourself with roots growing ever deeper into the goodness of God, into the love of God, into his truth. Maybe tonight you want to ask God to transplant you to his good soil by his river. Maybe tonight you want to continue growing like a leafy tree Asking God to sort out those, those knots, those tangles that have come along. Asking God to show you afresh his truth for those areas where you feel that you lack. Ask him to just continue growing you strong for his purpose, for his glory. To grow. Fruit will come in each season. It's not something that we have to strive for. Trees that are planted in good soil, they grow fruit. If they're meant to grow fruit, that's what they grow. When we're planted in God's goodness, that fruit will come. We just need to keep pressing deeper, growing taller. Just believing, believing in what he's done for us. Let's pray. Father, in this place, God, as we open our hearts to just respond to your word, God, I just thank you for your power that transplants us from whatever life is in the past and into the, the life that you offer us through Jesus, through his sacrifice, through his shed blood. God, I pray that people who know that they haven't been transplanted yet. God, I pray for them tonight. Lord, that their hearts would respond openly to you. God, I pray that you would stir their faith to believe. God, I pray that you would take those obstacles from their life. God, because you are the one who makes the way. You are the one who sent Jesus to die for this world because of your love, but you also take those obstacles, God, of just not being aware, those obstacles of believing that we need to fix ourselves before we are suitable to come to you, those obstacles that say that we can work it out in our own strength. God, I pray that you will just break down those obstacles and bring People through fully transplanted, fully transplanted from the old life into the new life. God, planted firmly, securely in you. God, I just thank you for those of us who know that you've done that transplanting work in our life at some point in the past. God, I just thank you that your plan for us is that we do live like leafy trees, that we do continue to grow, that we do continue to press down our roots growing deeper into you so that we can grow stronger and taller and bear long and lasting fruit for your kingdom Lord, that we can spread our branches wide and high that we can focus on the things of heaven, that we can praise you in season and out of season, that we can know that we have victory in you, God, that you are a God who brings us victory, that we can be generous, that you are not a God of lack, that you will provide, that you do provide, that you have provided and you will provide, God, that we can We can spread wide. We can allow others to shelter under our branches, God, because you are our provider. Your soil, your river provide everything we need. God, I just thank you. Thank you for that picture that we have of health and strength and greenness and growth. God, I just pray that you will just... Remove any pictures that we have of ourselves that aren't that kind of picture. God, that we will stop believing that we are stunted, that we are small, that we are not enough, that it's up to us to protect ourselves. God, I pray that you will replace that with a picture of ourselves as healthy and green and growing. God, I just thank you for your ongoing work in our lives. God, we bless your name. We give you all the glory in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all heaps. Have a good rest of the evening. Stay for a coffee or tea if you're able. And we might see you again tomorrow morning here at 10.30. Otherwise, See you somewhere else sometime soon. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabrum. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabrum.com.